Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We're going to talk to Frank Dolce momentarily. I want to remind you about our friends at Divi, the modern financial platform for business. See how you can spend smarter at getdivi.com. How are you holding up over there, Gordon? Doing just spectacularly. Doing all right? Yes, I am. I'm just <laughs> thinking of the poor soul whose girlfriend no, you stole. No, it wasn't like that. He wasn't a close friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I tell you, that was one of our more unique segments, that uh, that last one. Good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we... I think we learned a lot about you in particular. Gordon. No, I just... Uh, that has nothing to do with it. Uh, it. It's all about me. I root for... For true love, and if true love can be found, why would I hold a grudge when I already am occupied with such feelings for someone else? Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, you're just <laughs> assuming that there would be someone else in this scenario. <laughs> oh, brother! All right, we've uh, we've killed that. We've dog. been we've been there. Huh? All right, uh, Frank Dolce going to join us momentarily. Of course, uh, our Ute insider here on the zone during football season, our good friend, former Ute quarterback. And, you know, we can still talk football, Gordon. We can talk about what's to come. Maybe it's a little we're not assured when camps and games and those like uh, those sorts of things are for sure going to be played. But we know, you know, Ute football, BYU football, Utah State football, it is going to go on. And uh, we will get back to normal eventually. So I figure might as well keep the topic going, right? You know, we teased it earlier, and we never really got uh, got to it about the the odds uh, that were uh, released for the BYU Utah game. Do you want me to mention that here? Well, let's let's bring it up with Frank. Actually, let's get out to the uh, Sprint special guest line. As I mentioned, joining us now, our Ute insider uh, during the football season, our good friend, former Ute quarterback. He is Frank Dolce. Frank, uh, first and foremost, man, how are you and yours? Everybody doing okay? Yeah, yeah. I I think we're I think we're all doing okay. Uh, I hope you guys are doing okay, and I hope your families are doing well. It's kind of a you know kind of a crazy time right now but uh you know sometimes these things bring everybody together and i hope you know maybe that's the that's the result of all this nonsense is that uh, maybe we come a little a little closer together uh, a little less political and kind of move forward yeah certainly that's the hope around here but one thing that will never really be everyone seeing it uh, the same way is the BYU-Utah rivalry. And odds on that game just came out, Frank, from Vegas. And BYU is a six-and-a-half-point dog in that game. And if you, figure, if you figure three points for being on the road at Rice-Eccles, then uh, that's, that's an interesting line, I think. What do you make of it? Yeah. Well, I think that's reasonable. I mean, that game, it, it just it just doesn't seem to matter about, you know, the talent on the field or the guys across the sideline from each other or, or whatever the circumstances are. That game is always something that's going to be, feels like, a, you know, a, 
come down to the wire, seven points or less, and and uh, someone makes you know a crazy play, or 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 something funny happens in the game, as we've seen in the past. Turnovers have been significant in that in that game. So yeah, I think that's I think that uh, is an interesting line, but I I don't think it's out of out of the norm at all for this rivalry. Frank Dolce with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Frank, talk about the offense uh, turning over so many players. What's, I guess, what's the challenge for Andy Ludwig plugging uh, so many pieces, uh, key pieces in new quarterback, of course, new running back. The receivers in the line look to be all right, but uh, what do you think about the offense coming back? It's always, it's always um, interesting when you have to change the quarterback position, especially from a quarterback that – who for, you know, 99% of the season last year was super productive and really seemed to take to Andy Ludwig's system. So I thought that was, I think that's meaningful to to plug in a new guy at at that position. It's always meaningful at that particular position group. To me, based on what this offense tries to do and what they want to accomplish week in and week out, the bigger thing for me is, Will Utah be able to replace the productivity and effectiveness of Zach Moss? And uh, with, with the three guys that seem to be in the running right now, I think they'll be able to do that. And what we've seen out of those guys has been very positive. But you just you, you just never know until you turn on the lights on you know Saturday Saturday evening and and someone's carrying the ball toting the ball around 25 or 30 times. You know how that's going to go. So, with what I think will be an impressive offensive line, um, replacing Zach Moss, the critical piece. I think Utah is well positioned to do that. Although everyone's going to talk about the quarterback position. Kyle Whittingham was oh, on uh, with Hans and Scotty earlier, Frank, and he was talking about uh, questioning whether there would be a football season or not. But if there is, even if there are some disruptions uh, during, you know, obviously spring practice and then into into uh, summer workouts and fall camp and all that, is Utah to the point now where even when they lose the amount of talent that they're losing on the defensive side of the ball that they can reload? I, I, I always waver on that. I, I, I like Utah's system. I mean, the, the, that system's been in place for, for ever. And it, and it always seems to, to play out and work out well. Um, and there have been times when Utah's been a little soft in one area or a little better in one area than, than, than you expect. But, but th- there is a challenge replacing talent, especially, you know, at the level that, that they play each and every week and the competition that they play each and every week. And, and so, I, you know, it's, 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 the, it's, you know, it's what Bill Belichick is going through right now is, you know, so Tom, Tom Brady leaves. How do you replace that talent? Bill Belichick may be the architect uh, and maybe the greatest architect of all time, but he doesn't have to, you know, get the guy, the right guy swinging the hammer, then it just, Maybe it doesn't work out that well. So I, I, I always have concern when that amount of talent leaves. But uh, I also know that Utah has a significant interest in recruiting, especially the defensive line each and every year, uh, shoring up the linebacker group. And their defensive backfield has 
the last few years at least has been really, really good. So I think they'll be able to re- replace that talent. Uh, and, and based on what I, uh, the little bit of spring that I saw, it looks like they're plenty talented on the defensive side. But you just, you, you just never know. It's the same thing. That, that's really hard to replace all of that productivity. Frank Dolce with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And, Frank, getting back to the quarterback race for just a second, with no spring ball, and, and we don't know if maybe they'll they'll make up for it a little bit in the summer or a longer camp or or even if we're there. We, we obviously have no idea. But uh, having limited practice time, does that benefit either Cam Rising or, or Jake Bentley? Or, you know, Bentley, of course, with more experience, but rising uh, a year in the system. I mean, does this – how does this affect the race, I guess? guess i i think it's probably there, there's probably a, a non it's a non-factor uh the, the lack of spring ball in fact both guys is you know about the same in my in my opinion i watched those guys i watched those guys i watched them throw i watched them participate in drills and in practice and both very talented, and, and don't leave out, you know, Drew List. I know it's kind of we're, it's kind of shaped up to be a two man race, but but Drew List could make a push in there, and so I I just would include his his name in there. But Rising is more Rising is more athletic, I think. Uh, like you, you'll probably get more of a Tyler Huntley feel out of a guy like Rising, and Bentley is is the more natural thrower. Uh, it looks like, you know, he's the guy that's going to be more to standing in the pocket, making plays downfield. Uh, and then, and then not to dismiss his athleticism, he'll be able to get out of the pocket if necessary, but, but not, maybe not quite as athletic, um, as rising. So just, you know, stylistically slightly different. And I think what we saw out of, out of Andy's Ludwig last year is his ability to tune his offense to the talent that he has available. So that, to me, that just is, as we go through this, and, and, and maybe we get to a football season, maybe we don't, but I would guess that, that uh, Coach Ludwig has a, a great opportunity to be really successful on the offensive side with both of those guys, and that's, you know, that's a luxury for him. It's going to be a difficult decision for him to make, but, but I think he's he had the opportunity to be really successful with, with, with the guys that he has on the staff right now. Frank, as a former quarterback, what's it like to take the field with a new team for the first time and you're not really sure exactly how, it, how it's all going to work out? I mean, tell us about your experience in that regard and how difficult is it? You know, the truth is, now this year may be different. This year may be, may be different, but, but the truth is by the time you get to that first snap in a game, you've been with these guys and you've been so many hours that it, it, there's not necessarily a new feeling to it other than the fact that you're, you're playing in a real football game. But you with all of these guys um, and what they do and, and how they act and the cultural team, all of that stuff is kind of in place by the time you take the first snap. Now that evolves a little bit over the course of a season because there are things you just can't replicate in practice that happen in games. And, and so some, some of that stuff will evolve. But, but by the time you go into battle with these guys, 
Uh, I, it happens across the country. You just feel like you know you're you're ready to go out and win a football game. At that point, when you take your first snap, there's no doubt in your mind that this is the crew that you want to take into battle and, and you're going to go out and figure out how to win a game. So um, the, the newness happens kind of now. And, you know, it should happen now in spring and then going through summer and workouts in the summer and then getting into fall and you work all of that stuff out. But by the time snap number one occurs, there's hundreds and hundreds of hours that you've spent with these guys. and. And, you know, at that point, you probably know them better than anybody else in your in your immediate circle. Frank Dolce with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Frank, switching gears uh, just a little bit to the NFL draft, there are three quarterbacks in the in the conversation to be drafted in the first round that you are very familiar with. So taking Tua and Burrow out for just a moment, uh, looking at Eason there at, uh, at Washington, Justin Herbert at Oregon, and Jordan Love, of course, at Utah State. Who's going to be the best pro out of those three, do you think? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Uh to be honest, I would probably put Eason third. I, I think Eason has all of the talent and all of the ability, but then we saw him do things this year that made you, you know, made you scratch your head a little bit on on throws and reads and and putting his team in difficult situations sometimes. So he's talented. He has pro talent. There's no question about it. But um, but just taking his, you know, what we saw him do at, at Washington. Um, I think they're, they're, you know, like I said, scratch, scratch your head a few times. Uh, and then with, with, with Love and with Herbert, I, ah, man, that's, I, that may be too close to call, but I would just, I would just say this, because I'm more familiar, I watch more tape and more film on Herbert. I'm more familiar with what he did and the way that he managed Utah and the way that they managed the bowl game. Uh, I would give the edge to Herbert. Size, ability to throw the ball downfield, arm strength, athleticism, all of those things. Um, and 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 then, you know, maybe I'd say that you give him a little bit of a nod for playing in a in a in a more difficult conference on a weekly basis. Um, and that's no knock on Love because I think he is supremely talented, and he had a very difficult situation to try and transition to a new type of offense, new coaching staff in his senior year, which is not, I mean, you're learning a, a new language in, in a few months. That's, that's no easy task. And so I think if you get Jordan Love, if somebody's going to get Jordan Love and, and they're going to be really, I mean, that, he, he's going to make a difference on a team. Uh, and, and once he settles into a system for a couple of years, I think that guy could have a really nice, long career in the NFL. But that's how I'd rank them coming out. Herbert, Love, and then Ethan. So all of that is fascinating to me about the evaluations of Jordan Love because some people are so high on him and other people doubt. And (laughs) within that framework, there's all kinds of room for opinion with him, Frank. How risky is it to take a guy who's got a real live arm who at times has shown a propensity to be less than fully refined? Well, I think you have to look at, you have to look at junior year or, or you know, two years ago versus last year. Uh, and, and you have to factor in that transition from uh, a, a coaching staff 
that really seemed to understand him and utilize his talent really well. And it, it seemed clear that, that Love and the offensive coordinator uh, were, were right on the same page. And, and two, and, and, and by the way, by the way, Love had some, some different talent that year too, especially on, on the outside. And, and then you transition to a new offense, uh, a, a new language, and, and maybe, maybe a, a situation that were, they were trying to feel each other out through several games of the year, a little, maybe a little less talent on the offensive side, fewer weapons on the offensive side. I think you have to take all of those things into account. The talent, the arm strength, the athleticism, and, the, and I think the head on his shoulders, all of those things, um, to me, would matter more. And, and so I would, I would rate him, I, I, I think he's not, I mean, to, to me, no, nobody's a sure thing in, in the draft, obviously, but, but to me, I, I would have no hesitation in, in using a draft pick on Jordan Love. Well, Frank, hey, thank you for jumping uh, jumping on with us. We'll have you back on throughout all this because, you know, the football talk needs to continue, and uh, we're glad you're able to jump on with us and things are going well. Absolutely. Hey, I, I'm, I'm glad to talk to you guys. I really appreciate it. It was a, it was a bright sunshine in my day with all the craziness going around, and, and I'm glad that you're, you're both well and your families are well. So take care. Thanks, Frank. Uh, you too. Frank Dolce, our Ute insider, of course, uh, during football season, former Ute quarterback, all-around good dude and uh, always insightful. Kind of those those three quarterbacks, Gordon, can you uh, flesh out your order? What uh, Where would your draft board be with those three? Man, I, <laughs> I, I'm really torn on this one, Jake. I've been trying to, to figure it out for a long time now. Uh, I, I'm, I think I would rank East, East and last of that, those three. Um, Jordan Love, for all the upside that we've talked about, I, that upside is intriguing to me. And and I would hate to be the GM that passes on him and then watch him develop into such a fantastic find for an NFL team. That's why if he really does go 23rd to the Patriots, and uh, that's open to debate whether that would happen or not. But that's the latest mock draft I saw at CBSSports.com. They had him going to the Patriots. And are you kidding me with that kind of organization around him? Uh, what the possibilities might be? And if you passed on that? Uh, Justin Herbert, I mean, we're talking there about, he, what is he, 6'6"? Six, six? Yeah, he's got the build. 240 or something? And he's mm-hmm. got a gun for an army? I mean... And they say, isn't wasn't he like all Pac-12 academic or something? Uh, you know, so what's not to like about that? Right. I I would put Herbert one, and and I'm with you. I'd probably have Love ahead of Eason. Eason was he was underwhelming to me last year, but um, you know, you who Tom Brady was underwhelming in Michigan. I mean, you never know what's going to translate. And you know, Jordan Love has some similarities to Patrick Mahomes, but Patrick Mahomes is also probably the best quarterback doing it right now. So, yeah. I mean, it, that's which, that's which, a pretty it, steep standard, which adds a whole lot of intrigue. And you know how it is in the in the league when someone has success with a formula out there, and then they look at a guy like Jordan Love who has these. Uh, these exterior talents, uh, people don't want to pass on it because yeah. there's a whole lot of folks out there that are pretty angry that Mahomes got away. 
All right, listen, if you're in the market for a new or used car, do yourself a favor. Check out our friends at Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in Sandy, 10905 South Automall Drive. They've been partners with us for years. We know their sales staff. They treat everybody terrifically well, non-commissioned sales staff. Uh, they've got huge inventories, of course, of uh, new cars, used cars as well. Check them out, 10905 South Automall Drive, Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. We'll have more straight ahead. In fact, uh, the uh, daily drops coming up next. I know exactly <laughs> what one I want to hear. Uh, Gordon, I don't know if you've been thinking about this today, but I know exactly what drop I want. Okay. Right. Now I got a good one, too. All right. We'll have it next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Ruben James In my song live again And the phrases that I write are just a few steps out of time From the time when I knew you Reuben James Reuben James All the folks around Madison County cussed your name Just a no-count share crop and colored man Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280. The Zone want to remind you about Divi, the modern financial platform for business. See how you can spend smarter at getdivi.com. All right, during this whole thing, we started this uh, last week. Every day at 5.30, we're going to do our daily drops of the day, where all three of us get to select one drop from the vast library of material that we have here. Some of our favorites, we've played uh, We've played Pan Man, we played uh, Samuel L. Jackson, we got to that last week. We still have not uh, turned on each other, and uh, I think that may change today, uh, where we request uh, each other's uh, drops that we may or may not like. But let's proceed. And I started on the, the last time we did this, so I think uh, I'll let you start today, Gordon. What, uh, what is the daily drop selection from you? It's been a while since I've heard a real uh, raging maniac uh, give voice to his uh, anger. So uh, maybe a little uh, in the mood for some Bill O'Reilly and him getting upset at his producer. Why? Because he was misunderstanding what the rest, everybody else who could hear the audio got, except for he did not. That's tomorrow. And that is it for us today. Okay, I don't know what. Whatever it is, it's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. No, there it is. We are going to do Sting, yeah. Okay, but. Okay. Now, I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. Okay. Any? Sure. There's yeah. no words there to play us out. What does that mean, to play us out? It's, Sting is going to do, it's a video, Sting video. What is... For credits. I don't know what that means, to play us out. What does that mean? To end the show? Yeah, yeah. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is a... Again, five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today, and we will leave you with a... I, I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live! F*** it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it, and we'll do it live! Right. F*** thing sucks! In five, four, three. 
That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. I'm Bill O'Reilly. Thanks again for watching. We'll leave you with Sting and a cut off his new album. Take it away. <laughs> oh, man, that is a good choice, Gordon. In fact, you know what? I was going to pick something. Austin, I'm, I'm changing midstream. Oh, boy, here we I, go. I'm going to change midstream. And so, uh, well, you'll be able to find the one. Uh, uh, look for uh, Hans calling into the Saturday show. That's, okay. that's, that's what I want to hear. And here's why, Gordon. You want to know my favorite part of that is where he's just so upset and cursing and all this. And then they bring him back and he's like, and that does it tonight for the <laughs> Bill O'Reilly show. We want to thank you for tuning in. Here's a little ditty from Sting taking you into the weekend. You know, like the, the as soon as the light comes on, it's back to, oh, hey, hey. What everyone. was so weird about that is it was so plain that will play us out. Doesn't everyone know what that means? <laughs> Uh, and yet he's getting angry at someone. Oh, whatever. This thing sucks. Yeah, then the light comes on. And like you said, it's Mr. Sunshine. Hey, everybody. Bill O'Reilly, thank you for tuning into tonight's episode. Now, here's a little one from Sting taking you out. <laughs> Pretty hilarious. But doesn't that remind you of, uh, all right, so here's my selection. This is... Uh, Oh, we can't find it? I, I only have the short little uh, bit, so give me a second. Should we play mine while oh, I keep looking? Oh, let's get to yours. All yeah, right. yeah, that's fine. All right, Austin, what are we doing uh, today? This is not completely gloves off, but when you said we're taking the gloves off, it reminded me of one of my favorite recent Gordon's uh, mo- moments, and uh, here it was. I know we don't talk a lot of boxing on this show, but over the weekend... I had a speed bag when I was a kid. Did you know that? Did I ever tell you that? Jake, were you about to tell a story that wasn't about Gordon? I was, How dare you? I was about to get into what How happened over the weekend, you, and now all of a sudden we're into Gordon's speed bag you as a said kid. boxing isn't what it once was. But you said it wasn't about him. No. I want to know. It's not, hey, everybody, look at me. Some fat guy won a match over the weekend. That may be the best story of the year right there. Right. Exactly. And, you, and you undersold it. Come on. Bring it strong. I wouldn't have interrupted that. I'm Gordon Monson. didn't even get to the story. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever get to the story? <laughs> uh, I think we eventually did, but what was the story? Oh, it was the it was the the guy. Who, oh, the, it was the, 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 the pudgy guy. Yeah, that's the the heavyweight dude that won. Remember that whole thing? Yeah, yeah I do remember. Yeah, that was quite a quite a moment. But I, I do stand by my position that. You you weren't really selling it. I, I just thought you were going to just talk about some little story somewhere. I didn't so, know it was. I wasn't really selling it. So you thought to yourself, boy, where he's going is not interestingly uh, interesting <laughs> enough. So I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell about no. myself as a child no. with a no. speed bag. No, because I Because that will uh, grip no. the audience. No. <laughs> I know we don't talk a lot of boxing on this show, but over the weekend. I had a speed bag when I was a kid. Right there. I mean, well, see, how was I not selling it? I was just introducing no, no. the story. Well, you undersold it, but but I didn't mean to eclipse what you were about to relate to our listeners. I, I just I just was participating in the conversation. I didn't mean to derail it. I just meant to throw a little something in. Yeah, that's what it sounded huh? like. Yeah, that's that's it. I know. Hey, stop that interesting thought right there, and let me grip you, uh, regale you, if uh, if you will, with a story about my childhood speed bag. See, now Austin hurt my feelings though there because he went immediately to the, you know, he brought out the long knives with the whole thing about 
oh, it's, a, it's not a story about me. You know, that was a little aggressive, Austin. But it's I, a joke. Do you oh, really think I'm fat? <laughs> uh, is that real? Because if so, then I wasn't joking. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was a joke. It was a joke. All right. All right. So now, so now we've uh, see. This was the purpose of this segment. Now we've got some hurt feelings, some Good. actual, some actual bad blood. <laughs> we are doing something, <laughs> which was the idea. Oh, was this your idea? Because that wasn't my idea. I thought we were just going to have some fun with it. I, you were I, actually looking to to make people angry. I was. Well, there's hopefully a little conflict. You know, people people tune in for that, right? Ah, Jake, Jake, we'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, can we, Austin's found it. Can we hear, okay, I love the. This is one of my favorite moments on the station. The, Austin and Adrian are doing the Saturday show. And do you remember what exactly was going on, yeah, Austin? Well, we well, yeah, there was a college football game coming up later that day. It was going to be an abbreviated version of the Saturday show. And Hans would be hosting the pre and post game ah, show. Okay. And what he would do is he would call and ask for, hey, I want to do this interview or this soundbite for the montage right, or whatever. Right. And we're on air, as we are every Saturday at that right. time. And I just got sick of people calling to talk to us while we were on air. Right. And so you answered it. I did. And, and this magic happened. You can get us on Twitter. I'm at Our Austin Pinto. Horton. Hans, <laughs> Hans is calling me right now on the phone, which means he is not listening at all to... Pick it up. Answer decision. it live on the air. A- answer it live. Here, let me talk. Go. Hi, Hans Olsen. Don't swear. You're live on the air. You're live on the air, the Saturday show, your favorite show. It started eight minutes ago. What's going on? Oh, what are you doing? No, we're hosting the Saturday show. You're on the air right now. Oh, hey, guys. Hey. (laughs) How's it? That's awesome. It's great to be a part of the Saturday show. You're welcome. (laughs) I know know you were trying to call in. Tell them I'll call them after the break. Can we call you during the commercial break? Uh, yes, that'd be great. And we'll we'll get we'll make sure your Utah pregame montage is ready to go. How's that? That's great. I, I think you're producing. He is. Yes, yes. We'll talk to you in the break. <laughs> Bye. That's amazing. But it's the same thing as the Bill O'Reilly. Like, hey, no, seriously, what are you guys doing? No, we're really on the air. Oh, oh hey guys. guys. Oh. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> now I, did, I still that feel a little twinge of guilt for doing that to him to yeah, this day. You a little bit. Bush, you bushwhacked him. Austin told him he was on the air two or three times. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, but he didn't. You know, he wasn't getting that. But I don't call him every week while he's on the air either. <laughs> right, you're well aware. I know what time his show is at. <laughs> every day. Uh, <laughs> But the oh, hey, guys is just classic. Oh, (laughs) hey, guys. This is a good segment. You know what we need on this uh, isolated life raft that the zone is on right now? A good rift. That is what we need. (laughs) We need some good bad blood. uh, That's what I'm saying. The sharks are circling around this life raft, and we need somebody to uh, be mad at another person. And we need to do it in front of our thousands and (laughs) thousands of listeners. We're all feeling good. We're feeling part of a team. We're really willing to help each other. Let's break that with some good locker room banter. Some good old-fashioned drops. The the problem with that is sometimes it gets a little too aggressive. Sorry, that wasn't about Gordon. Oh, sing! Exactly. I'm not going to take that bait. See, everyone's feeling good right now, trying to feel good. Good, you know, together, uh, undivided, and uh, now we're 
trying to start a fight. No, it, it, it's like a slapstick comedy, you know? You're not actually happy somebody's getting hurt, but yet you're enjoying watching it. Uh-huh, you know? An anvil fell on Yeah, him. right. I mean, people aren't actually happy that you're mad at Austin, but in a little way, they kind of are. See, see now this is where we're getting philosophy from Jake Scott because <laughs> this is the way he is with his friends' teams where he hates on his friends' teams and they take that very seriously, but he hates on them anyway. And, and this reveals something about your character, Jake. What, what exactly is that there, uh, uh, Gordon Freud? <laughs> That, that you like inflicting pain on your friends. Not real pain, and I'm not inflicting anything. I'm just cheering against their teams. I didn't. I didn't make. Yeah, but now, uh, now Austin's we're looking, angels suck. That's not now, my responsibility. Yeah, but now we're looking at a situation where you're trying to stir things up between us so that we get angry. You're trying to stir the pot, and nobody who who around here would do that other than you. Who indeed. <laughs> Who indeed, Gordon Monson? I, I hate you. Don't you hate that when people say you're just uh, trying to stir the pot? No, you're not. You're talking, trying to spur some thought. That's what you're trying to spur, not stir anything. In, in the least gifted producer I've ever had. In in, in this particular <laughs> case, I'm trying to stir the plot that uh, or pot that Austin basically called you uh, self-absorbed. Yeah, he kind of did, didn't he? Yeah, so I, you and, should, and be, as you you should know, be angry. Well, yeah, maybe I should be because, you know, see, here's the thing that uh, I think our listeners are picking up on this because we <laughs> constantly are sort of hammering that nail. But as you know, that's not the way I, I roll. I don't care know? what Austin thinks. <laughs> <laughs> not in real life. And by the way, uh, the original drop that I had selected was uh, one to tease Austin. But you know what? Let's get hands into this thing. That uh, that Bill O'Reilly reminded well, me of. Oh, hey well, guys, let me let me hear the one you were, you wanted to that had Austin. In. No, wait, oh, no, the rule is yeah, one drop, one drop, I'll, only I'll one. Say, yeah, but now I'm a fat jerk. Not. <laughs> now, see, people are going to think that's serious now, and it's not. Oh. Yeah, because that particular drop sounds so natural. <laughs> that drop didn't sound that edited didn't, at all. That, that didn't sound uh, that didn't sound funny or humorous in any way. <laughs> nope. Austin, you're a fat jerk. <laughs> Austin, you're a fat jerk. <laughs> That's hilarious. Austin's the least gifted producer I've ever had. Wow, that, that, that one's one, not edited. That cut. Wow, that was deep. That one is coming up on therapy this week. Yeah, but that wasn't. That I was wasn't speaking <clears throat> my mind. I was oh, saying yes. the exact opposite of what I think. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stay tuned. More next. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty of the zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This. Is the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Find 
Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Not only today, but anytime you have a chance to tune into The Big Show. And Gordo, we're glad that we're able to uh, keep rolling on this station and hopefully... You know, be uh, helpful, informative, as well as maybe a little distracting to our wonderful listeners out there. Yeah, no doubt about that. We're wishing well for all of our listeners, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to just uh, goof around and have some fun and also give some information out along the way and distract like you were talking about. And speaking of distracting, you guys were making fun of me earlier for bringing up the Ralston hot cereal. Yeah, the world's most expensive oatmeal. (laughs) No, it's not oatmeal. It's wheat. But it was, I just looked it up, and on this one rating here, it on customer ratings for it, it got out of five, five being the most, the best, it got a 4.9. I would hope so. As- 4. Seriously. 4.9 for quality, 4.9 for quantity, 4.9 for freshness, and 4.8 for flavor. 188 people customers for this one store gave it five stars four uh eight gave it four stars two gave it three and one gave it two Jake, and two gave it did one, you ever so. doubt it was a high quality product it cost 21 dollars for three bowls yeah. of it so of course it, it better be <laughs> no good. it was three bags come on <laughs> no it was like three servings no it, it cost seven dollars a bowl <laughs> it says here three bags so the bags might be big. Hmm. Still. Yeah. It, it, it tastes delicious on a money-heated stove. <laughs> it, the, the, uh, the cut line on this says, remember this good old-fashioned whole wheat cereal? It's just as hearty and delicious today. It's Try $7 it, a serving. <laughs> Next thing you know, you'll be saying it's 7 bucks. A well, honey, do you want to eat breakfast or go to college, huh? <laughs> Up to you. Your choice. I know you love that Ralston, and it's. You want uh, Malta Mill and College or Ralston, huh? Because <laughs> it's not both. You choose. You guys are crazy. We're here to serve. <laughs> We're not. That's how much it costs. We looked it up for three bags, not three bowls. That's your opinion. No, it was uh, Austin looked it up. It was, what was it? Twenty-five bucks for twenty ounces. Twenty-three ninety, I think, is what it said. <laughs> That's more you than a special order. It that's more than a dollar an ounce. You're just wanting some some warm breakfast mush, not cocaine. <laughs> okay, look. Now I need reinforcements. All our listeners out there used to eat Ralston in the morning. Will you please inform these guys at Jake Scott Zone at Austin Horton? Will you please inform them that this wasn't some sort of hoity-toity breakfast? You know, cereal that was just regular stuff. It doesn't sound regular to me. You look up the ratings for the stuff that I shovel down my goal in the morning, and it's not close to five. <laughs> it's close to shovel? maybe one. What, what did you what did you shovel down when you were younger? Oh, whatever. My in fact I had I had great cereals cereals growing up because my mom was never allowed like sugar cereals. It was always like raisin bran and and uh, cornflakes only. So we always had these great treats. For, for breakfast cereal. I want to know if this Ralston is made with real unicorn tears. Because <laughs> if not, lower that rating. Lower that price. I better be getting genuine unicorn tears for my $7 a bowl Ralston. <laughs> is this cornmeal from the Black Forest only? 
It was pretty good, though. I did like the taste of it, uh, although it was wheat, and uh, it might clear out your system a little bit. Speaking of clearing out your systems, I told you that story, didn't I, about when my mom brought home a, a new box. It was a new cereal just out, and I happened to eat the whole box of it when I was, like, 14, and it was crackling bran. <laughs> Not a good idea. Not a good idea. That that stuff looks and tastes and feels like cat food, like catnip, <laughs> like the little uh, kibbles that you give your cat. I I really don't want to participate in any stories that have Gordon overdosing on bran. <laughs> that sounds that sounds like a, a story that is unnecessary to me. <laughs> Did you guys ever get in family disputes over who ate the last of this or that? No. <laughs> One time. One time, my my mom went out and bought uh, you know some kind of I forget which uh, of uh, the cakes it was, but you know those cake treats or whatnot. Everyone was looking forward to eating it, and one day it disappeared, and we argued over who ate the who ate who took it, and we argued over that for like three decades, and then came to find out it was my dad. Didn't own up to it, huh? Mm mm. No. How'd you get to the bottom of that caper? I don't know. I didn't find out. Somebody else did. Y'all, y'all uh, made up over a bowl of Ralston's. Yeah. Hey, family, come together and let's. The butler walked in with the silver platter, lifted you know, it up. Here's there the was thing, a Ralston's. Though, my dad's the only one who is no longer with us, and so maybe he's just getting blamed because he can't defend himself. Hmm. It was a hearty debate. It was. Well, I forget what it was. It was one of those. It's like a, some hostess cakes or something. I don't know. But it was like tasty cakes. They were really good. And some of you don't know what tasty cakes are. But Well, maybe you ought to uh, cash in that IRA and get some Ralston and uh, get everybody together. This is a bad time for anybody to cash in an IRA. No, so I'm making a joke about an expensive cereal, and you have to turn it to that. <laughs> How about, Ralston's how about, came with stock certificates. Uh, how about this? You had to sell the family heirloom and, uh, to get some Ralston and get everybody together. Better? Whatever. <laughs> That's not really any better. No. No, you had to you had to sell the the uh, the Lamborghini and okay, get some no, Ralston together. You know. Okay. All right. What was the favored cereal in the Scott household? <laughs> not Ralston. What was it? I don't know. See, I I ate cereal some as a kid, but I'm not a big cereal person, I guess. Uh, you used to do the regular old Cheerios. That's kind of boring, I guess. But Cheerios, huh? Yeah. The plain ones? Yeah, the plain I ones. Did, you did, are 93 years I, old. Seriously, we dropped some blueberries I, oh, in there, uh, and it was good. I hate to admit to this, but I have a box of Cheerios in the cupboard right as we yeah, speak. Yeah, they're healthy for your heart. Yeah, they're good for but you. But when you're five... That should not be your choice. I don't know. I was a Cheerios guy. Were you reading the classifieds as well? <laughs> I needed to get a job. Mm, this is a Frank Lloyd Wright at home here, mother. Did, Let's go check did, it out. Didn't I read somewhere where kids' favorite cereals, like, what is it? Was it uh, Lucky Charms or something like that? Yeah, good. Some good processed sugar. That's what the kids should be liking. Sugary sugar flakes. Those are normal kids, not Cheerios. I don't know what to tell you. I ate a lot of Cheerios. Rolstons uh, and yeah. Cheerios. Hey, at least Cheerios I am don't... I am an isolated man here between the two of you. I tell you what, for, for one serving of Ralston, 
<laughs> I used to put how sugar many, on my Frosted Flakes. How many bowls of Cheerios do you think you could consume for the cost of one bowl of Frosted <laughs> Gordon? <laughs> I, I bet you get no I bet you get twenty five bowls of Cheerios down you before you hit the cost of one bowl of Ralston. Wow, this is expensive. Forty three nineteen for a a box of Ralston. <laughs> See? Wow, See? Uh, this must have been hard. This must have been really plentiful back in the day, and now it's more rare, and that's why it costs more. My uh, mom would have been buying this. I, she uh, she wouldn't be spending forty bucks on my breakfast. I don't know, Gordon. <clears throat> Maybe. Maybe that's how uh, fortunate you I'll are. I'll start saving now for your Christmas present. Yeah. <laughs> start putting some away. Lay Three away bags Ralston. Ralston. <laughs> More Big Show next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And Gordon, it's hard to believe that the incident involving the Jazz, the Thunder, was what, a week and a half ago Wednesday? Isn't that unbelievable? It feels like time has just uh, almost slowed down to a crawl. Yeah, that seems like that was about a month ago, doesn't it? It does. It feels uh, forever ago, but uh, I, I like it that, uh, you know, folks are, and we talked about this a little bit uh, at the beginning of the show, folks are, are doing their best to combat this thing, but, you know, uh, uh, support each other along the way. Yes, uh, there's there's no doubt about that. The, the thing that happened with Rudy Gobert ended up saving lives, mm-hmm. and uh, that's the way I think it should be remembered. I don't know if that's the way it will be remembered. I think people on the know who are clued in will will view it that way. Whether people, some people, continue on with the uh, with the Rudy hate or whatever you want to call it, uh, uh, we'll just have to wait and see whether that's the case or not. But, Jake, it's good to do the show with you. It's good to talk some sports. It's good to have some fun because all of our listeners and, and you and I and Austin, we're all concerned uh, just like uh, just like we all should be over what's going on. So hopefully we'll be able to continue on and uh, have some fun and uh, laugh a little bit and talk some sports uh, when uh, when things are pretty serious on the outside. Here, here, And we'll be back doing it tomorrow. Until then, it's The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.